Today on the show, we have Chris Castillo. He is a coach now for EOS Worldwide, and he formally sold his business before jumping into this. And we were just oh, talking about a story of what happened in 2000. Chris, could you share that with us? Right out of high school, I got hired sort of by fate to work at Hewlett Packard back in the day, back in the mid 80s. So graduating high school, not really sure what I was going to do, either join the military or get a job and go to college. And the biggest thing was don't really have any kind of direction, just happened to get, found out they were hiring, did my resume, got hired at HP. And once you got hired at Hewlett Packard back in the day, it was pretty much like the post office. It was a job for life, which was true for most of the time. Now, going into the 90s, things were changing, divisions were closing and so forth. And by the year 2000, HP acquired Compact Corporation and realized that uh, I got, just signed my letter to work from home full time. It was great. DSL was the big thing at, at that point and made it possible. And I was working for a product marketing team selling networking software and thought this was great. And then I got a call from this guy saying, we have to have a meeting. And which was a shock because I didn't really do meetings because I worked from home. And he basically said, you've been accessed, give me your stuff, here's your check. And that was it. So thinking I was gonna have a job for life and it ends after 18 years without any real direction. So the downside is, you think you have all these skills built up working for a big corporation. The reality is you're just project managing a lot of things. And at the time, my wife was suggesting that I start a pool business. And I'm thinking I know nothing about pools, but I need to do something. We had a newborn and one on the way, had a house, the whole thing. Like we had all this set up and I'm like, hmm. I didn't realize what was really going to be the result of this, but found a guy, sold his route of clients and teach me, he taught me how to clean pools. doesn't sound very sexy, but in Sacramento, it was an up and coming thing because everyone was moving out of the Bay Area in California up to Sacramento. So lots of people in new homes without a, a backyard or a landscape. So everything in the, those neighborhoods was a landscape truck or a pool truck. So lots of opportunity to learn how to run a business. And that's exactly what it was. Going from answering to a, a client, a supervisor or a manager to being your own boss and figuring out it as you go. Truly, seriously, it was, I had my buddy that taught me how to take care of the chemistry of the pool, but not really running a business. I had to figure that out on my own. How do I, how do I invoice? How do I collect? How do I budget? What's, what do I need? Truck, equipment, insurance, all that stuff. And again, figuring out as I went along and acquiring clients like crazy. So every day, every week, there was a new client added on, which was great, but it took up a lot of time and got to the point where I had 40 clients to start with. And within two years, it was over a hundred and which means full-time, sometimes six days a week, just servicing pools, which was great. But then I'd come home and have to do invoices or uh, everything was documented for my clients. So I knew exactly what was going on with their pool and then so forth. They gave me a call. If there was an issue, I'd figured it out. And I just needed to get better at it. So honestly, by working till two in the morning with small children, by the way, that once you put them to bed and you go to work, it was great until it was, wasn't great. And I just had to get more efficient. And that was really the, it was pretty much grow or die when it came to that. You had to figure it out or it was just going to, I would be gone seven days a week and not making a ton of money because I'm just going after chasing the dollars and the clients. And I really had to become more efficient in billing on a quarterly basis and saying no to certain clients that I realized were not my ideal client. And then niching down to not just pool servers, but specifically in California, automation and multi-speed pumps was the thing. Not many people knew what they were doing. So that was my focus. 
getting trained as a general contractor, licensed, and getting trained specifically for those electronics and partnering with a pool builder allowed me to expand my client base and get known as the guy that would fix your automated controls and make those things work. Again, computer background, not a, neat, not a far jump from that. And then it came down to the point of revolutionizing my business again. It got to the point of, it's just me doing the service. Do I hire people to do the service and I take care of the electronics and up elevate to just do that for my for my new clients? Or do I start building pools? Because that seemed like the next big thing. Obviously, there's tons of people moving there, tons of opportunity to build pools. I can, and I'm a general contractor, we can figure that out as we go along. But then, and that was in 2006. So making that decision, the economy obviously started going down and, and made it easy not to do that. I ended up selling the business for profit, exited out of that. And the guy that bought it from me actually struggled for a little bit. But the good news was he got all these new clients from the pool guys that didn't have a, their systems going on and basically just left and left all those clients needing a service. So for me, that was a great introduction to running a business as a solopreneur and figuring it out with not a lot of risk. Again, my, at the time, my wife was very supportive, very supportive of the family, but you realize you know, how do you guard your time and put boundaries around who you want to work with and who you don't, especially when you're trying to build a business and make money. So great experience with that. And once that happened, sold that business, we decided to partner and develop a coaching uh, business, helping other coaches refine their businesses. And that happened in 2007 to 2009 with Martha Beck, who was Oprah's coach at the time. And we structured her business so she actually can make more money and work less. And that's really was a stepping stone for us to start our coaching company back in 2010. So how did you meet Martha Beck and get that going? So while I was doing the coaching company, my wife at the time decided to become a coach. She heard about it and she, again, being a stay-at-home mom for five years and being like, okay, kids are in school, let's start doing something for me, decided that she wanted to write a book and become a coach. She found, sought out Martha Beck as a coach, went to her certification, which was over a weekend, and realized that's what she wanted to do moving forward and came home and said, I'm going to write a book. I'm like, all right. And she started doing that and they built a great relationship. And she, my ex-wife had a great business mind from the standpoint of really understanding what the needs of the business are. And from her being a true visionary and for me being more of an integrator when it came to that, it made sense that she would come up and decide, this is what your business should look like. Let's make the changes to make it happen. And basically went from a coaching weekend business into a virtual classroom or group setting where you're, you know, one to many kind of platform where she actually worked less to make more money. And then work at the time just created all the, the content on how we coached. And then as people went through the program, the coaches that graduated came back to teach which is a great model to have as you start building your platform. And then we were there for about two years to make it so Martha and her staff took over and basically made up a system for that. And then after that stint was done, it was like, hmm, there was discussions that we should do this ourselves in our own little unique way. And that's what happened. And again, this was 2009 when coaching was not very prominent. It was, and I tell my story for EOS is that, Back in those days, unless you t listened to Tony Robbins or you watched Oprah, you didn't know what a coach was. And getting trying to get traction from 
marketing to people back in those days was very challenging just because people didn't know anything about it. So we were fortunate enough to really go after and market to women who either a lot of stay-at-home moms that wanted a second career, people with uh, therapists and PhDs that wanted a different career, want to get out of the, the, the office and do things on their own in, in this more of an impactful way or write a book or whatever it looked like as coaching was getting more and more prominent. And again, you start seeing, started getting more and more coaches coming out. Once we started having a, a full-fledged company, again, it was grassroots. Her and I running the company and listening our kids to ship and receive and things like that, just to make things happen, working out of the garage. And then finally getting an office and doing podcasts and creating content and selling programs and not just doing in-person. So it just started blossoming from there until it got to the point there were so many programs we just needed to consolidate and make it into one big program and then people could pick and choose what they wanted to get coached on and that's where that that membership program came to play so this is the first business where you and your wife were basically working in the same office every day yeah more like her office in the kitchen and things <laughs> like that and again when it's just the two of us it was great and if you know anything about a visionary integrated relationship, that's pretty much it. The visionary is coming up with a hundred different ideas a day, and I'm trying to decipher how we're going to make all these happen. And again, as I mentioned with the pool story, it got to the point <laughs> working till 2 a.m., right? Trying to make everything happen. And the reality is that you become the the bottleneck with a lot of these things. You can outsource a lot, but some things you just have to do yourself because you're not really sure what result you want. You got to figure it out. And when we got to the point of bringing people on slowly through the 2013 and 14 and so forth, trying to figure it out. Oh, by the way, trying to write this stuff down. Didn't write anything down either. It was more like, yeah, I did that three, three years ago. I'll just figure it out again and just realized it wasn't repeatable or scalable by having everything go through one person or just reacting and making a little bit of money, but not really making it. So it's a repeatable, scalable kind of business. Are you still married today? No, actually, unfortunately, that ended in 2020. It was really, and again, great partnership when it came to running the business and evolved separately from that. And But the reality at the end of the day was she wanted to run a 100% woman-owned company, which is what it is today. And I also, when we went through the EOS process to actually scale the business, I basically replaced myself as the integrator slash everything, customer service, finance, shipping, receiving, all that stuff. So the reality was, I didn't have a lot to do with it. I needed to go on to something else anyways. Didn't know it was going to happen like that, but it is what it is. And actually, again, the experience was amazing. And at the end of the day, we still co-parent that whole process because we have two adult kids. And we still have to go through all that. Nothing, None of that changes because when you have a family, you still have a family. You tell me if I'm getting too deep on a personal level. And you don't have to answer this, but do you think that if you guys hadn't done that business together, you would still be together today? That's a good question. I could say yes, because again, that's, that wasn't, the, it wasn't what happened. So I think having a business relationship, from experience, I can tell you not to do, don't do it this way. When you blend your business and your family and everything in a, in a business like people tend to do, you can get lost in it and there's hard boundaries. Yes, we tried to have date night every week and things like that. But Everybody grows differently and evolves differently. And I think sometimes as you realize who you are internally, where you where you are, and I realize this with businesses that 
the people you start with aren't always the people you end up with. And you've heard this phrase, the people at a million are not the people that'll take you to 10 million. Totally true. And the reality of sometimes you realize I'm good at this and should stay there. I look back on it. I'm like, wow, that could have been something. I could have done a five-year partnership with her and been done with that and moved on. And again, I don't know how much the business played into it more so of us evolving at a different rate as humans do. And I've realized that post-divorce and looking at coaching and therapy and going through all that, what happened? What happened with this? Would it be different? And the reality, it might sound trite to say, but the reality is it it didn't happen because it didn't happen. Whatever happened, happened. And what I look at is what my role was in all that area and what the good things that happened and then the bad things or not so good things. And I tell my clients the same thing. Everything you do that's great, you did. Everything you do that's not so great, you did too. So you got to own it and then you got to figure it out and move forward. And if you can get better and learn from it, that's that's a win for the day. Yeah, definitely. So Chris, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out to you for your current venture, how could they do so? So I'm available on LinkedIn. It's Chris Castillo and or through EOS Worldwide. My email is Chris dot Castillo, Susan Charlie, A-S-T-I-L-L-O-O-S worldwide.com. And, or they can give me a call 916-717-3332. Cause I always take phone calls to my clients. It's part of what I do with EOS and just helping my clients along in their journey. Oh, well, thank you, Chris, for coming on the show. Thanks, Chad. I appreciate the time. And thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design Development. Make sure to subscribe and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.